0: Technisha.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. I am your host, Technisha. And I'm so glad to be with you today on the bright side with Technisha. I'm gonna, I am going to be going live from live me today, as well as you're listening to the replay on Blog Talk Radio. So, so glad to have you here. And if you listen to the replay, please make sure you share it with your friends. And your family. So, how is everyone day to day? I hope you have had a blessed week so far and that you are living up to your purpose today because I think I am. You know, it's all baby steps, all baby steps one at a time. So, we're going to get this together first so we can go live because I love my audience to really know that this is real. We're coming in. With real discussion, real live people. So if you do feel like calling in, you could do so at 347-426-3751. Sometimes I have to do a double take and look at my own number because I'll be on. Forgot, honey? Yes. So we're gonna make sure we get this up and cracking. All right. And we'll be going live on there. We count down two and one. Yes. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. I'm here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Technisha Day, the Bright Style of Technisha, where we come in with live issues, talking about real things with real people. And I am coming to you live on Live Me as well. So if you have any questions you want to call in, You can do so on my show at 347-426-3751. Today's discussion is a little bit deeper, probably for most. We'll be talking about infertility, 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 I mean, excuse me for that mix-up, tongue-tie. And here with me is fertility coach Sarah Clark, and I will let you hear her story, of what she went through, and maybe that would definitely help someone out today. Um, So without further ado, I'd like to bring Sarah Clark on. Sarah, I thank you so much for being here with us to share your story and to help others who may have the same issue.
2: Hey, Technicia, great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited.
1: Yes. First and foremost, Sarah, I would love the listeners to really get a detail of who you are, what led you up to be a fertility coach.
2: Yeah. So, um, so basically I have my own journey with infertility. So uh, I used to always joke that I was having uh, menopausal hot flashes in my early twenties. At the time I was in HR, I remember like, I remember interviewing people and standing my face going, what's going on? I feel like I'm having menopausal hot flashes. And at that time my periods were irregular um, I had chronic yeast infections. I had a weird fungal rash on my chest and also I mm. had like, great skin. I had great skin during my teen years and all of a sudden in my early twenties, my, I started getting acne. So, um, you know, I had a kind of a checklist, a planner. So I planned to, you know, get married at 25. So I got married at 25 and I always wanted to have my children at 28. So at that point, as I say, my, my, my periods were still irregular. I was getting them maybe once or twice a year. Um, So I went into my OBGYN's office and um, did the testing and I was told I had premature ovarian failure, um, which basically is a loss of function of ovaries before the age of 40. And the only option for me to have uh, children would be through donor eggs. So I remember her reaching up on her uh, shelf to grab the uh, IVF brochure and um, telling me, uh, here you go, you can get on a list for a donor egg, and off you go to the fertility clinic. I remember leaving her office, not even realizing what it was that just happened. Um, Because I'm a person of, yeah, I'm a person of action. I didn't even take any time to grieve. I had no idea that those symptoms that I talked about were related, you know, were, were related to my my uh, fertility. And, you know, I went to the fertility clinic, got on the list for, um, donor eggs and we were lucky enough on the first fresh transfer to have my daughter and Ava is 16. So this is 16 years ago when I said donor eggs, people looked at me with a blank stare and said, well, what is that? And now, unfortunately, you know, due to our, our standard diet and lifestyle, um, the, the, the standard Western diet and lifestyle, the donor eggs are more more popular and even uh, embryo adoption, which is, people going through IVF and then having embryos left over and, you know, those, and then obviously there's, there's, there's a number of those available as well. So um, yeah. And then I I wanted my kids close together. So uh, we had two embryos left over. So we uh, went back in and i remember my husband saying, Sarah, you seem a little stressed out right now. Hold on. And I'm no, I want the children close together. Let's go back in. So we did use those two two embryos and unfortunately that, uh, that didn't work. So we went back on another yeah. list for another another donor egg, and then um, we were lucky enough on the fr- first fresh tr- transfer to have our son Will. Will's thirteen. So you know I was very fortunate uh, being able to have both my children, and then after that my health just took a nosedive. So I remember when the first year when I, had, when, I when I had my daughter I had. Nine colds in one year. Every cold went to a science infection, and I thought it was a great idea to take antibiotics for every cold. Well, no, I wiped out all the good beneficial bacteria out of my body. Um, and then I had vertigo and, as they say, chronic science infections, chronic bladder infections. You know, I was peeing blood. It was... Um, you know, my health just really began to suffer. And at the time, I was in corporate HR, and I wanted to um, bring um, coaching into the corporate environment. So I took a, I took a life coaching course, and then I had my own personal wake up call in this coaching course. And then I decided to um, I really loved health and health and wellness. So I took a health coaching course, and that's when I discovered all of my my health issues were linked for me to a food intolerance at the time, and then later a gut infection. So I took out some of the top allergens, which are dairy, gluten, and corn. I took those out of my mm-hmm. diet, and, the, and that caused chronic sinusitis, the chronic yeast infections, the chronic bladder infections, gradually began, began to heal, along with making lifestyle modifications and slowing down. So, um, And for me, at that point, I was 40. I discovered it way too late. I was fully in menopause. I was no longer cycling. So if you're listening to this and you are you're cycling naturally, there's still things that we can do. So um, we use the the, the tools of functional medicine, which looks at the underlying cause of disease. And so really, you know, my message is one of hope. You know, your your body will whisper, whisper, whisper to you. And when you ignore the signals, it starts shouting at you in the form of disease. So really, there's things that you can do. Wow.
1: You know, it's just amazing. I want to say that first of how, it feels like these right topics just come to me, Sarah. We, <laughs> when, I was to, when I was introduced to your story, I was like, wow, it's like it felt right into my lap. These types of discussions, I like to open up and let other women know that these things are real, that you're not the only one out here. So, And it's something that I want to discuss. You know, this is subject fertility, and then you got depression all at the same time, most of it. mm mm-hmm so I, I am I'm very appreciative that you were able to agree to this interview now, oh, there, thank you yeah, thanks for certain, having me oh you're welcome. Are there certain myths that the ladies should maybe be aware of, maybe like such as um people out um maybe that can you still have children with infertility? Is infertility just a a woman's issue?
2: Yeah, so so no, so basically, sixty percent is is female uh, infertility and forty percent is is male factor. A lot of us think it's you know it's just just the woman, and definitely there's it's it's sixty forty. Uh, typically, I just work with I work with uh, mainly women. It's it's actually couples. So we develop a protocol for the woman, but then the the, the partner comes along because this truly is a time it takes two to tango to really. You know, and, and infertility can be well. First of all, it's very stressful. It can either you know bring a marriage closer together or a partnership closer together, or it can just rip you apart. So it's really important to you know get get everyone on the same page, really communicate. And men and women handle infertility differently. Typically, women are you know on in forums, you know stereotypically in, in, in forums and chat groups, telling you know telling a few close friends. And you know, researching and and trying to figure out what's what you know what what they should do. Whereas men may not tell a soul, probably aren't in any kind of forums or chat groups, and may even seem to the partner that they're not even grieving or upset about it. But it's just that they handle it completely differently. And it's not to mean that the that the the male partner is not as equally. You know, it is. It is. You know, they, they liken infertility to 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 dealing with with uh, cancer diagnosis. It's extremely stressful. So just because your your partner may handle it differently than you, it does not mean they're not going through the, some, the same you know heartbreaking, overwhelming emotions.
1: Right, and then you have. I mean, because this whole world to me is concerned with is concerned with family issues. The constant focus on motherhood can make it easy for a childish woman to feel that she is maybe less than a woman that in to reproduce, she has failed at life.
2: And that's a huge thing I hear from women saying, I, I feel broken. You know, I feel right. that, you know, as a woman, this is what I was meant to do. Well, why can't I do it? And then they, they, they blame themselves. There's guilt. There's, and, and most people that come to me, you know, I we, we we you know I look at natural fertility solutions and functional medicine, which is basically looking at the underlying cause of disease. So, for instance, we look at the whole person. So, someone would come to us, and and even though they're struggling with infertility, they could be struggling with other health issues which are linked to the infertility. So, really, it's in, it's important for for and and this is the last resort. They've typically gone through years of IVF or IUIs, failed cycles, stillbirth, miscarriage, like heartbreaking, overwhelming, like extremely emotional. They come to me in this very dark spot, and then I'm kind of this ray of hope to say there's other things we can do. And I really wished, I wish, that's why I'm spreading this message, they would come and look at natural solutions first because, you know, and it doesn't matter how old the woman is. She could be 28, she could be 38, there, she is always past the time that she wants to be able to, to conceive. The 20, you know, so, so everyone has kind of has that plan of when they want to have their baby, and when it's it's mm-hmm. not working, it doesn't matter how old you are. It, everyone is in a panic, and to kind of get things so it's kind of to slow this thing down a little bit, listen to your body, and know that, you know, know that e- even the emotional standpoint of this, like the there's studies from, um, Alice Domar, she's a pioneer of of mind-body fertility and she's a Harvard researcher. She's done uh, groups, uh, some mind-body fertility groups for over 20 years and has found that women that participate in her group um, and it includes, you know, mindfulness tools such as visualization, um, journaling, meditation, mindfulness tools, uh, 55% of those people go on to conceive within six months of being in this group atmosphere and then within two years, 95% go on to become a mother somehow. So even looking at the stress piece of this is massively. We 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 just ran a uh, mindfulness fertility group about a month ago. There was 12 ladies in there, and three of them got pregnant. So it's and being being able to show compassion to another woman that's going through the same thing as you, then you can then you can then shine that compassion on yourself because a lot of times, like you said, if you you feel you don't trust your body, if you feel your body is broken, if you're, you're, you're putting all this, you know, almost these, these really strong uh, um, negative emotions on yourself, and it just becomes this burden of heaviness, right? So it's the kind of being able to reframe some of those thoughts, and bring back that, that lightness, and, and know that, that's why um, even you know if you can't do meditation, looking at fertility yoga can be something good as well. To be able to know that your body is, it's powerful, it's strong. You know you you can, you you know you can create a life. So it's really there is some re- reframing, and it is a very emotional, as you said, t- you know, topic.
1: Right, and you even welcome the ladies and Jets also to visit your, visit your website which is Fabulous Fertile, and it's, it's a website for everyone out here to get tuned in with their spirituality, to know that you're not alone in this journey because we don't want anyone to feel like they're left out, and I would suggest anyone to go to it, FabFertile.com, Fab, F-A-B, and then Fertile.com, and here Sarah just points out Everything. She even have her own blog, and I, I was intrigued by your blog too, Sarah Medium. I mean, so many, um, it's so many articles that you have wrote, written. I mean, and one of them, how to deal with anxiety. Another one I, I, um, fancy a lot was the uncanny relationship between spirituality and fertility.
0: Hmm.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. It's really. Um, you know, one in eight couples in the U.S. struggle with infertility, one in six in Canada. It is, it is, it's it's on the rise, you know, um, it's, and I guess a lot of people that go through this do, do feel alone. And it is adding in, like, we, we have a couple's coaching program, so it looks at, at functional testing, we look at food sensitivity testing, hormone testing, using urine, and we look at stool testing. So things that your conventional doctor are, are not going to look at. And then we look at a personalized diet. So looking at a diet that's right for you. Um, And then, and then we look at the, um, the mindfulness piece. So like you talked about spirituality, like really like even that, that heaviness piece of feeling burdened with all, with all these, these strong emotions, being able to reframe that and kind of get back to feeling, you know, that your, your body is strong and really it's, it's a it's a healthy mom and dad, healthy pregnancy, healthy baby. So it starts with you, like really focusing on your on your preconception health, and it's it's very important for your you know your future generations. Now I didn't focus on my preconception health, and both my kids have food allergies. So it's it's really um, it's really looking kind of backing this thing up. And if if your if your body's shouting at you right now in the form of infertility and And really, you know, as I say,' cause infertility or other health issues that could be going on, so even if you have um so looking at this from a holistic standpoint, if you have um so mood issues so so like a food intolerance so so for me it was a food sensitivity, so your diet can impact all aspects of your life, so it can impact oh. your mood, so if you have ADHD or um um depression anxiety it can it can impact that it can it can affect your skin so for me it was acne so if you have acne that's that's a clue that something's going on in your body and just start with your you know start with your diet um so it could be acne psoriasis dermatitis it could be joint issues maybe you have arthritis um joint pain it could be digestion issues that's sort of the most more of the most common thing that people think of so if you have you know diarrhea or constipation or gas or bloating these things are not normal so it's it's your body again is it's whispering and telling you things and then autoimmune disease so type 1 diabetes you know Hashimoto's Graves uh, MS those sort of things are are clues to your body and and looking at diet and then looking underneath it so I found out years later there was a gut infection so um, bacterial infections fungal infections so those sort of things but it's it's layering it all in right and people kind of get caught up just doing testing so it's testing then you layer in that personalized diet because the diet that's right for Mm -hmm. me is not going to be right for you necessarily i have to Mm -hmm. you know i have non-celiac gluten uh, gluten sensitivity i can't have gluten now that's not for everybody but to me if you're trying to conceive to really look at your diet first and we recommend to take out uh, dairy and gluten for for at a minimum of sixty days and see how you feel um, and then and then really it's it 's then to layer in that emotional that emotional piece of of this because you, you could eat a super healthy diet, but if you've got all this stress and there's you know issues with your relationship and then the the burden of of infertility too that heaviness kind of on you, and you haven't formally dealt with that right i work with women and they can 't sometimes they they can't even see themselves pregnant they can't visualize themselves being pregnant they can't visualize the baby they can maybe get they Mm -hmm. can maybe see the baby when the baby's three years old like the child's three years old but that whole like there's a block there right so wow
0: um,
2: it is just kind of those visualization like there's there's a video called the miracle of life and it just starts with the egg meets the sperm and have people just like look at that video over and over again to to visualize everything in your body working and you know showing like that just showering yourself with self love like it sounds kind of corny but like you have it's it's got to come with you first and just being so nice and kind to yourself.
1: Right. No, it does sound weird to me. Oh, I can I can see that being a main factor. I mean, we already yeah. have to worry about. It. As, as women, we have to worry about age, weight. It's so much that we we have a whole toll on us, and I see why we are the mother, the mother nature of all things, because we have a lot to take on. Now, of course, you mentioned up in the beginning too, Sarah, that it can go both ways. Women and men can suffer from this. So, what are what causes infertility in men?
2: Yeah. So it could be, and it's the same kind of thing. So for men, it could be, you know, for them, it's, it's, you know, low sperm count or, um, okay. you know, motility or DNA fragmentation, whatever it may be. But it, it it is then taking that holistic standpoint. I've had people that have taken um, like acne medication back when they were, they were in their teens. And then mm-hmm. it's kind of like that, that disrupts your microbiome. So like your, so your, your, your gut flora. And so, you know, we all have the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. And if you've taken, if you've had a lot of antibiotics when you were a kid, if you were, um, or even as a, as a, as an adult, um, and and to women, if you're on the birth control pill, even that can can impact your your gut health and your 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 nutrient levels. Some women are on the pill and they come off and they get immediately um, pregnant. Other women, it takes longer. It takes longer. And there's a, there's a study there's um, uh, um, it's called actually post birth control syndrome where it, it impacts your gut health. It impacts your, 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 nutrient levels. So we work a lot on gut repair and that's equally for, for men and women. And even though, and, and for men, there's things you can actually do um, like definitely stay away from soy. It's a phytoestrogen. It can mess with your, t- your, um, your uh, testosterone levels cause it's, it's a, it, it, it mimics estrogen. Um, you can look, stay away from plastics you want to make sure you when you drink your water. It's in a stainless steel water bottle or a glass water bottle. Um, you, you don't want to microwave in plastic because then all the, the the you know the plastic leaches into the food and changes the chemical compos- uh, composition of the food. Um, you want to make sure your cell phone is not in your front pant pocket around you know with your which 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 has the the electromagnetic f- uh, field there which can impact your your sperm health. You don't want to have your laptop sitting on your on your lap like take it off there because again the uh the the emf so the electromagnetic um field there can can impact your your sperm health so there's there's lots of things you can you can you can do naturally to to look at this um but really it's um yeah it's it's just to kind of to look at things naturally because it's i don't know you're you're, you know at this it's however old you are and you're struggling with this, your, your body is telling you something and it's to kind of, we, you know, we go through a thorough health history and ask questions that your conventional doctor is just not going to ask. And a lot of it kind of comes yeah. back to, I'll, I'll even say, you know, when did you feel the best in your life? And then what, and so then what happened before that, that you weren't feeling then like, or what happened after that you weren't feeling the greatest. And it might've been,
1: it mm-hmm. could have been a death
2: in your family. It could have been you moved across the country. It could have been extra stress from whatever. And some of these things then, you know, bring on um, disease in the body. So it's just to kind of go, oh, wait a minute. Oh, at that point, you know, I moved or, or there was a death or there, you know, I, I started college or you know, whatever it was. is to kind of just really tune into your body.
1: Right, and mm-hmm. look, it's when you said that part about the laptop being your lap, so help me, I just moved mine out of my lap, even though I'm not <laughs> trying to have any more. I have my twin girls, and that's it for me, Sarah. But uh, these, are th- these are things that we would never think about. Nobody probably ever thought about that. Now, I have had previous guests on my show where we have discussions on about, as you were talking about, the plastic bottles, warming the stuff up in the microwave. And I have to start mm-hmm. doing that, put your suit. Put your food on a stove and warm it up that way because all them, um, the magnetic electrons and stuff that's going into your food, you don't be knowing that it's causing you so many issues. But now there are other options besides medication and surgery if they fail. Right, Sarah?
2: Yeah. So basically, um, like, so, so for us, it's like to look at things naturally. Use the tools of functional medicine. As you say, we we look at the testing. So we look at a food sensitivity test to start. So we look at either an IgG test. So basically, this is different than than your allergy test. So an allergy is test would be would be an IgE test. So that's something. That you would get a like a like a finger like a a prick for, and it's it's sort of what you're immediately what you're um, reacting what you're allergic to immediately. So you could get hives, you could have problems breathing, breathing. You could have uh, anaphylaxis. So for instance, my son is anaphylactic to kiwi, so he carries an the EpiPen. And there's a breathing issue that's very serious. So we're talking about uh, IgGs. This is a, a delayed food reaction. So the bread you have on Friday gives you on Monday digestive issues bloating constipation diarrhea could give you headaches could, could make you irritable could make you depressed you you and you'll probably rarely you, you won't even be able to to connect the dots because you had it on Friday and it's three to four days later so we have people do that food sensitivity test first we have them do a food journal to kind of say oh wait you know when I have that bread because we all kind of know we kind of do know and sometimes it's our favorite food so it could suck But it's sort of to go, oh, wait, when I have this, oh, I feel kind of tired or I feel cranky or I feel my energy just, you know, I feel really, really sluggish. Um, So they do the food diary and then then we have them do the food sensitivity test. And then while while we're waiting for the results of that, we have them do an elimination diet. So it takes out the top allergens, which are dairy, gluten, soy, eggs, peanuts and corn. And you take those out for 10 days and then you systematically bring them back in over the course of 30 days and being really, you know, I've had people bring back in corn and they're like, Oh, my asthma kind of flares up. That's interesting. Or they bring back in dairy, which dairy is a difficult one. Cheese consumption has tripled over the past 30 years and people, I don't want to give up my cheese. But um, you know, when you bring back in dairy, do you feel more phlegmy? Does your, do your sinuses clog up? Do you, you know, does it affect your digestion? Do, does Do you start getting pimples? You know, so see see what happens there. And it's just to really, again, tune into your body. So that's kind of the food sensitivity side of it. And then we have people go through a hormone test. So we use uh, the Dutch test, which is a dried urine test. And it looks at your um, your sex hormones as well as your cortisol and melatonin over the course of the day. So you'd be testing it four times throughout the day. And it really, it'll give us clues that just blood tests will not be able to to show us to kind of see, oh, maybe your cortisol is, you know, spiking and then that when that's repeatedly happening, then that impacts your, your sex hormones. So that just gives us a good good clue. And it also can give us a clue if there's gut infections going on too. So then and then the last one we look at is is, is a GI map and it's um it's a stool test and basically that looks at uh, the DNA of your stool, so it 's different from your conventional medical doctor. Um, it looks at the DNA of the stool, and it can pick up so bacterial infections like streptococcus, it could pick up parasites the number of people that we work with that are struggling with infertility, and they have parasites I don't want to scare people, but you know there is a reason that you can't conceive and, and, and it's sort of to go back. Your body want is focused on your survival. And if there's something else going on in there, it will focus on your survival, not, not, not uh, conception. So it looks at, so it looks at parasites, bacterial infections, fungal infections. um, And, and then really when we, when we discover whatever's going on and then we, I work with a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and we really develop a, a, a personalized, like a targeted protocol to figure out well, what exactly is going on. And then, because I've, I've walked out of, you know, different alternative um, practitioners' offices before with bags of tinctures and stuff like that that was not targeted. This is a targeted approach that you don't take forever, but it's, you know, we will do, if we find something, it's more of a herbal remedy that you, it's low and slow, because you could take the stool test if you find a parasite, to your conventional medical doctor, and they may say... Um, Oh, you should take an antiparasitic, or you should take an antifungal, whatever it may be, and and that's fine. So th- that's you know your choice to decide what to do. But just know that you will then wipe out every good good bacteria in your body, and it will take longer for gut repair. Because so we really focus on gut repair, bringing in, you know, and it's really it's really important for people to to switch to 100% organic, like to to really that the the we're in the middle of a huge food experiment. Um, our mm-hmm. foods are sprayed with, with, with glyphosate, which has been linked to wow. infertility and a whole host, a whole host of other different health, health issues. It's, I've, I've got, a, um, I have a podcast called, uh, get pregnant naturally. I've got, um, an expert coming on in the next two weeks, which is coming on, on April the, the 30th, talk about, um, the link between, um, miscarriage and glyphosate birth defects, um, Um, gestation issues like there's there's a whole host of things related to you know your food being sprayed so for me to really you to switch to 100 percent organic and if you can't get your mind around that you can at least the the dirty dozen so go to the environmental working group so ewg.org and it gives you the list of the of the the top foods that are sprayed Um, just came out one one today actually came out again about the strawberry the strawberry if you're not eating a non-organic strawberry, it is just loaded with pesticides. So um, so those 12 foods, they recommend at least go organic with those and then really transition to 100%
1: organic. That's what I'd recommend. Well, your recommendations sound just about right. Everybody's leading towards that way. Even with the new Raven video out, what the hell, People are becoming more cautious of how they should eat, and it has been a myth that gloom-free was if you had celiac disease, but not so true. A lot of our food has gloom that we're not even supposed to be eating, so if you're a fan of this show, you could go back and list the previous conversations that I have had with my guests on that discussion. I'm telling you, I learned so much. And it takes baby steps because it's not something you can say, let me drop the mic on. I'm about to give up this food over here. It takes time, but for me, I like to give out the information and only for you to receive it. But we're going to take a short commercial break, and we're going to come back with several more questions. So don't touch that down. We'll be right back after this. And don't forget to call in at three four seven four two six three seven five one.
0: Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Log talk, talk Radio, baby. Open road, here comes the Heffley family. <gasps> you pack the smartphones, headphones, tablets, water snacks, cooler, sunscreen, bikes, skateboards, games, videos, sunglasses. There's no room for people in here. Just don't wimp out on the most important thing. Deep, Deep fried butter on a stick. No, seatbelts. Whether it's a long haul or short trip. It's a one win situation. Never give up until they buckle up. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My
1: video games are still game changers.
0: And my lamp can bring others a bright future.
1: Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my
0: community. Now my
2: stuff gets a second chance.
0: And will give someone in my community a second chance, too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council.
1: All right, if you tune in, listen to the replay. We're here with Sarah Clark who is a certified life coach with accreditation from the International Coaches Federation and a health coach with training from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. She is the author of Fabulous Fertile, Supercharge Your Fertility Naturally, Fabulously Fertile Cookbook and Fertility Preparation Program, and she is here discussing all the things that you need to know about fertility and that we are
2: live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their fought.
1: Father- Sorry for the interruption, but she is here to let you know that hope is still alive for you ladies out there. Yes.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: And Sarah was going over things about food that we're not supposed to ingest in our bodies. Including you guys, too. We're not leaving you out. This can be a cause for you as well. But we just, I really would love to get to know that this is no longer a taboo talking material. These, This is the spotlight that we want to let no, be known. This is one of the most common problems women, men, and their families are facing daily.
2: Yeah, and there's still, there's still a lot of shame about this, right? I've, I wrote a book about it, Fabulously Fertile, and really... Um, wanted to share my story and have women coming to me that, you know, that like me struggle with premature ovarian failure, or if they have low AMH, so, you know, anti-mullerian hor- hormone or high FSH, you know, follicle stimulating hormone, unexplained infertility. So there's, there's things they can do, like if this stuff does not come, just come out of the blue, there's other things going on in your body. And so to really, to really listen, I think we were we were talking a little bit about um, gluten back there, and there was there's we're in the middle of a gluten free craze, right? So not everyone needs to go gluten free, but the thing is, the, the the wheat crop is one of the most highly sprayed crops. So is it the glyphosate that's sprayed on the wheat that's then impacting our fertility, or is it the fact it's you know that 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 gluten is 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 a um, you know for many people it can cause a lot of health issues, and and it could be promoting you know, for me, it, it, as I say, all those different health, health issues that, that it went to, um, it could be having, you know, maybe you have a leaky gut, which is basically your, your body is bringing, so maybe for years you are able to eat gluten, then all of a sudden your body starts to mount an immune response to it and you can no longer tolerate it. So either you're, and there's a percentage of people that, you know have infertility and they have celiac and that goes myth that is you know celiac is 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 one of those diseases which which is is missed by conventional doctors so it's really to to look at that but then there's also uh non celiac gluten sensitivity which is what I have and if I have gluten it it causes all sorts of issues with me and for me will I will I ever know for sure the exact thing that you know was my what the cause of my infertility no because I discovered it years later but with working with you know so many people, so many women struggling with this, I know when they they change their diet and um, as you say, we look at those those other gut infections. There's there's other things going on. So to me, it would be to take out take gluten out of your diet and then dairy, which is another um, one. You know, it's it's over 75% of people can be intolerant to dairy. It's it's um, you know it's from pregnant cows, so there's lots of estrogen in there. So if you're struggling with estrogen dominant um for uh, fertility diagnosis is, such as uh PCOS or endometriosis or fibroids um or if you even have like like strong symptoms of P- PMS to really take out dairy and see see how you feel and also you know the, the cows could be given antibiotics which then uh impacts you know our gut health and as well as um what they're eating what they're eating you know of foods that then then you know then Im- impact us, so it's really um, it's it's to go back to that picking organic um and that goes for you know grass fed meats as well, like wild caught fish um, this stuff is all important and it's really um but so that's kind of the diet piece, and then kind of taking it even further, looking at those different toxins because I look back when I was little and we lived in this cedar house in the forest and we got carpenter ants and I remember the carpenter ants coming in all the time and we got the exterminator in and sprayed while I you know got in infertility my my, uh, brother has blood cancer my dog passed away at at 10 um, Mm. from cancer so when I was little so did the fact that we were inhaling all those toxins from from the spraying for the carpenter ants did that in, impact us? I don't know. Maybe it, it compromised our, our health and then set us up to be, you know, um, I, you know, I guess um, you know diet or lifestyle will either turn on or off disease. So it's is 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 that what's happening? So I have people when we start, first start looking uh, working with them really to. Um, Look at their personal care products. So switch over to, and it's not to go to your whole cupboard and throw everything in the garbage. It's to see, you know, what your personal care products are right now. You can go to the um, the Skin Deep database, which is part of the Environmental Working Group. Go to the Skin Deep database, and you can look at your products, and they'll give you a rating. So you can have a super high rating, which then tells you there's a lot of like harmful toxins in there that could be, you know, messing with your with your fertility so um looking at switching as you run out of them looking at switching to more natural um personal care products and then you can also same for your cleaning products again it's not throwing it out it's when it, it's when they when they when they um, run out you can look at going switching to a natural laundry detergent you know dishwasher detergent all your your sprays for your counters those sorts of things gradually gradually move it out and and you'll i don't know just the you know, at that the, the, the chemicals, the smell of that stuff, it just when you when you move mm-hmm. over to a natural product, I don't know, it just it just smells better and it's it's nicer. <laughs> and it, and, it, and and they've now got them to actually work. In the beginning, some of these things, they wouldn't work as well. Now there's you know quite a quite a good um, number of personal care and cleaning um, products that actually will work.
1: Oh wow, awesome. I can't mm-hmm. believe yeah. how much I can't believe of how much this is This is a big issue For women of all races of all color around the world South Africa mm-hmm. every, All these countries out here suffering I mean some women don't some, Most countries don't have The resources To help women Out with this issue
2: mm-hmm. Yeah it's really it's you know, it's to, it's to it's to do something, just make little improvements each day. And it's not about making these, you know, if some of this stuff is overwhelming. It's not to make, it's it's to just to know that you can do something. And a lot of couples that are struggling with infertility, they feel their only option is to spend thousands of dollars at the fertility clinic. And an average cycle costs, it'll take an average of three cycles at a cost at $60,000 to be successful wow. with an IVF, which, yeah, it's craziness i i've i've entered a i interviewed a lady um on my podcast get pretty naturally and she is um the film one more shot and it's actually on netflix and it talks about her journey with um with um infertility and it's a five year journey and her husband was is a is a t v producer or sorry film producer and they documented the whole thing and they started out you know trying to use their eggs and then that didn't work and then they moved to their um um, uh, their sister's egg so they tried to get a donor egg from her sister and that didn't work and it's like documenting this whole journey and then they moved eventually on to for them embryo donation and eventually that that worked and it was um, just this this whole journey of of five years of really just you know struggling and then they'd remember they'd get the call from the fertility clinic And the the doctor would say, I've got good news and I've got bad news. And she's like, if I get one more of those calls with the good news and the bad news, you know, the emotional toll of all of this, because keep going and doing the same thing when your body's like, wait a minute, you know, it's it's a, it's a, for, for an IUI, there's a a 10% success rate for an IVF. It's an average of 30% success rate. And for a donor egg procedure it's it's a fifty percent success rate so if you look at things naturally and what your body's trying to tell you you can if mm-hmm. you do you either get pregnant naturally or if you do need to go to um you know to to to, to i v f or assisted re, you know re, uh, reproduction, you can then increase your odds it's just really um again back to listening to your body and really looking at looking at all of it with your your diet your, as we say, the toxins, looking at what you need in your water. I work, I work with women and I'm like couples and I'm like, okay, are you drinking? And I was the same. I probably drank one glass of water a day, hardly drank water at all, you know, hardly urinate. And really we we need eight glasses of water, but you need to make sure that the water you're drinking is purified, right? Because they kind of have Fluorine or fluoride or um, arsenic, like it, it's or you it can even have all the birth control pills that are excreted in a women's urine. That's going into the water, and then you know how is that impacting our fertility? So to really get like a at a minimum, look at a Brita, which you know that doesn't that still doesn't doesn't take out all the all the top top um, uh, contaminants. So I look at a Berkey, so B E R K E Y which is um, a water, a water filtration system. And really the water that comes out of this thing, it is just the most glorious tasting water ever. Cause really, I don't know if you've had the water where you, you drink a glass of water and it still makes that the back of your throat, you feel kind of parched still. It doesn't quite satisfy you because the water is, I, I don't know. tap And I drank tap water for years. I don't know. I thought it was being healthy drinking water, um, but it is, like even that, that step is very important. Like the, 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 the toxins in your environment, the plastics, the, um, you know, the, 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 you know, the EMFs that we talked about. So all of it is, is really important for you, for your health and your fertility. Um, yeah. The toxic side of things, but but really it's, it's, there's, and I think people think, you know, the fertility clinic is at a very, it's there. And I was very fortunate to have my children you know, using donor eggs, and I had to go to the fertility clinic. And I'm I'm obviously very thankful that that worked for me, and so many women and couples are able to um, be successful that way. But there's many people that fall through the cracks, and they're and they're past the date that they want to expand their family, and especially even secondary infertility, because you may already have a child, yeah. and you know. Even wanting to expand your family, that is equally as painful. If you feel there's another person that needs, that that you're waiting to have in your family, and that little person's not there, it it is equally as painful. So um, to know that there are things you can do, yeah, I, I actually interviewed on my podcast a lady, um, again with it was actually with um, embryo um, adoption, and her the little embryo that they they found, and they actually. She moved from New Jersey to, to Georgia, so it was in um, the Georgia area there. And she they 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 found a clinic, and there was an embryo waiting there. And this little embryo had been waiting for 13 years. So it was a it was a couple that had they had their children already. So so the the, the, the couple's children were 13 years old. They they had them, and they had they had I guess one embryo left 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 from this um, when they they did IVF. And so this lady, um, she adopted the embryo. They implanted it in her, um, and they had um, donated sperm as well. Sorry, yeah, they, 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 um, so it's the embryo. So they then implanted it in their, in her womb. And she just had the little baby. Um, I think she's like three months old now. And, and she's, and she's really into the law of attraction and really manifesting. You know, she brought her husband into her life. She brought this kind of life she has in Georgia. And then the life, then with, the, with her baby, and she's feels that you know she that little that little embryo there was waiting for her, waiting for
1: her for all those thirteen years. And, and you know what i find not not trying to bring um, race up, but apparently it seems that more African American women struggle with infertility because they don't they don't come out quickly about that issue and, I, and I've seen a lot of um, doing a little research you find more white women who would talk about it quicker than African American women I I don't know why or that I think that most black women feel that they can cope quicker if they just keep it to themselves and that seems so unhealthy Sarah
2: yeah it is really because there's, there is it's like a last taboo right where where there's still, and I talk to women, and I it's, it's same women because it's mainly women that I speak to, and they haven't even, they may have only told one friend or so, or they haven't really talked to their circle of friends about this because it's kind of like, and, and they feel stuck. Like all, and everywhere yeah. they turn, all they see, because when you're thinking about something nonstop, like if we were to think of like a, a car, like a model of car, and we were to look at it, well, we'd probably see that model of car everywhere we went. You know, so when you're thinking of pregnancy and so all you see when you're trying to get pregnant are pregnant bellies everywhere you go. And it's wow. and it can be it can be so um like stressful and 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 then people ask you, Oh, when are you gonna have kids? blah 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 and so all these these questions and well meaning questions, right? And that just sets people off. I know I remember when uh Beyonce had her had her twins in you know in the infertility community that just sent people bananas because oh, how can she gonna have twins and what about me and um so it's it's there's a lot of um like trigger points for mm-hmm. for this
0: mm-hmm.
2: for for women you know women that are kind of going through this and think you know and it's also they think about. Well, how come that person over there that's not even taking care of their health, and maybe they're, they're they're substance abuse? How come she can have her baby, and I'm over here making these changes, and it's not working for me? You know how you know what? why why or the or the little baby that's been abandoned, and so there's and so they sometimes it's like surrounding themselves with a lot of negativity and stuff, which you know you need to be be informed and things that are going on in the world. But you know how helpful is that for you, right? To be to be. Worrying about that kind of stuff, and it's to kind of re- reframe it, and it's kind of taking it back to you, and to really being able to focus on yourself. I I've, I do a lot of coaching, and it's with 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 this, and it's more how do you focus on yourself? Because as women, we want to put ourselves. Usually, we're we're down at the bottom of the list, right? Everyone else is before us. We're gonna. I was coaching someone last night, and she's worrying about everyone but herself. She's worrying about the. All these different people. And, um, but then, and it it might even be just the fact of not able to, um, because sometimes you don't want to focus on what it is you don't have, right? So a lot of it is to be able to, um, yeah, to get honest about those feelings. And to be able to talk to a trusted person about them, to be able to get them out. Because the more we keep pushing it down, right? And if you're struggling and you've got these these strong emotions, and you keep pushing them down. I'm fine. Don't worry about me, okay? And meanwhile, you're feeling stuck, and your body's betrayed you, and you and you've lost trust in your body. And you and you're like everyone else is moving on. And you're and you're, you, you know, you haven't expanded your family, and 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 it feels, it can feel isolating. So it's to be able to bring those thoughts to the surface 99% of the thoughts you have today you'll have the same ones again tomorrow so what are you telling yourself are you giving yourself yeah. heck for for are you talking to yourself in a in a negative way you know, we could the way we talk to ourselves we would never talk to our worst enemy that way so it's being like first step in this is to be aware of what you're saying to yourself and go okay that's interesting thing. why would i be saying that oh okay
1: Interesting. Very interesting and maybe then start to be able
2: to re, to reframe it
1: right and, and it's hard because to me we live being, being a woman myself i can only imagine what another woman can go through um i'm blessed to have my twin girls but i think today we just live in an incredibly pronatal society and the emphasis on yeah. families the children it's everywhere like you said commercials tv shows and movies for instance uh a woman of childbearing age is often bombarded with reminders that she is not a member of the club, and those feelings they become complex and often tremendous envy, and that can contribute to depression.
2: Yeah, the the envy, the jealousy, like all those, and so it's it's not to judge those feelings, mm-hmm. right? Because the, how if you are feeling that right now, that is completely normal. It's completely normal that you're that you, you would feel those those strong emotions, right? It's be be able to well. acknowledge them. And then once you acknowledge them, then you kind of reframe them a little bit, look at it in a different way to say, well, wait a minute. Okay. Um, you know, I, you know, I trust my body. I, I love my body. Or even like doing, um, with uh, Louise Hay, um, you can do the mirror work where, and this might be a little weird at first, but you look in the mirror and you look deep into your eyes and say, I love you, which you know, when I first started that, I was like, you know, running out the room and peeking around the corner to see the mirror. Oh, I love you. Um, so it feels a little strange, right? But to be able to like to shower yourself with that love because um yeah, because it is it is hard when you as you say, the club where you don't you don't, you don't feel included and you feel powerless and then you just kinda of slip down to this depression that there's nothing you can do and that's why like my message really is is one of hope. There are things that you can do, um, to, to, to help you know, to help prepare your body in the absolute best way. And when you focus on you and get, and get you really healthy, then you can then you set yourself up for a better postpartum because if you haven't dealt with some of your health issues or even the mindset issues, looking after a little, a little person is, is extremely stressful, right? So then you set yourself up for having maybe, you know, depression or, or anxiety and things like that during a postpartum it's e- equally the same way depression and anxiety um mm-hmm. and the stress of that and then also the health of your child so it's really um it's really to, to, the, the the mindset shift is 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 important and that's in the mindfulness fertility group that we run so it's a tw- it's a six week group with 12 ladies and it's really we, we talk about perspective like being able to to shift your perspective, and there's this little book called Zoom, and it kind of starts with, you know, you see the rooster, and then as it everything zooms out, you see that it's actually the the world. So it's like this little the rooster was on the stamp that was on the beach that. So it's all all shifting perspective and looking at things a little differently because um, everybody like we okay if you're right right now you're listening and you've you've got your struggle with infertility that's that's your your struggle but everyone has their own individual struggles and 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 you know there's it's it's I guess it's to be able to show compassion to other people then you can show what sends a light on yourself and shifting kind of how you look at things because if you're if you're you're, because the feeling of not being part of the club and and that can be, that just weighs, weighs down on you, right? So it's to acknowledge that it's there and then begin to, begin to, in the beginning, it's just acknowledging it, that it's showing up, that, you know, oh, you keep seeing these pregnant ladies everywhere you go or, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And people keep asking over and over again. And then when you start showing, doing things nice for yourself, like another main part of this for, for women is to, and for, for men too, is to look at your sleep, Make sure mm-hmm. you get at least seven to seven to nine hours of sleep. Like that is the fundamental, like one of the pillars of, of good health is, and I work with people and it's kind of like you got to back up their whole entire day because, you know, they could be getting home work from late, getting home late from work and um, having their dinner late. And then they want to hang out with their partner. And then, you know, it's 1130 and they're still watching Netflix. So it's sort of to back the day up, get into bed by by at least 1030, anything past 1030, then you start to get that second wind and you're like, Ooh, I can go and do all these things. And then we start looking at our screens. So all the blue light from the screen then keeps us, you know, artificial light keeps us up later. And then, you know, and then even having disrupted sleep can impact our, our insulin levels the entire next day. So really like getting into a beautiful like sleep routine. So looking at your, um, your sleep hygiene. So I like to have essential oils like in, in the, in the bedroom so lavender is a a nice one for an essential oil and put that in a diffuser you know make sure your room is cool it's not filled with um keep all the junk out of there like hang your clothes up and keep that in your bedroom just this nice place for sleep and and sex um and really you know to to look at um maybe have a bath before bed like have an epsom salt bath put in some essential oils this is like this me time thing where you slow you slow down the body and you do these nice things for yourself as you ease yourself into bed, and maybe before bed you you do a little meditation for you know two or three minutes, and you just do some nice breathing in and out. And those sort of things are extremely restorative and very um, and very helpful for your your mindset and your general well-being. And as you said, just the mindset alone changes can help so, right. can help get you pregnant.
1: Yeah, those are them great tips, there. And as you mentioned earlier, putting the phone away is another big distraction that can cause issues with infertility. With infertility, so at night, put your phone to the side, put it on that night light if you have an iPhone. I think with the update now, they don't have that, but put it on Do Not Disturb. Try to put it outside the door maybe, so it's not even where well, you can't even just get up and reach for it you know, you have to improve yourself but as you're as you're going through this can get to what the route to creating family Sarah, can you pursue adoption and medical treatment at the same time?
2: Um, each person's different, right? So so really okay. you know, when you're looking to me it's it's I guess if you're in the in the looking at natural solutions you want to to really totally invest in it. And if you have your foot out you can you can have you know other options kind of down down the road, but it's really like we say to get a give a minimum of six months to look at your look at these things naturally, listen to what your body's telling you um if you need to get on the list for adoption or donor a you know that's something that that you can you can figure out, but it's really um to focus on the here and now, and that's all about mindfulness kind of to see where yeah. you are because and usually about four months into our program, people start getting itchy they're like ooh. Okay, what's going to happen now? Because we may have found something. We've done all this work. We've done the diet changes. they have worked on mindset. Yeah, we've taken the phone out the bedroom, charged it in a different room. You know, we're not we're not you know on Facebook all the time looking at pregnancy announcements. So we've we've made these changes. So and then that's where like the self sabotage might come in. You're like, ooh, okay, this stuff's not going to work. I don't know if it, I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to get pregnant. Blah, blah, blah. So to know that's part of the journey that self sabotage will will show up before you start something usually after the honeymoon phase where you're like, Oh, this is great. I can do this. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, this is hard. I can't do this. And then kind of finding about like the four, the four month period where you're like, okay, I'm not pregnant yet. Why is it taking so long? So um, there is a level of patience in here. And as, as someone who, this is one of my, like, I am super impatient. So I said something that I practice mindfulness with to be patient, that it takes the body to heal. And however old you are, you know, your your body has has probably been telling you a few things for a number of years and so rushing forward to the conventional medicine without without really preparing it in the best way, you know, and in, in the grand scheme of things, six months is just is a very short period of time. And you can still have your other options covered if you wanted to get on a list for things, but it's really to be present and work on all those things, the diet, like, and it doesn't it doesn't change overnight, right? It's the mindset, the diet. They're looking at the if we find parasites, things like that, um, layering it all in in a in a in a, in a targeted approach, and um, really is again the, the the whole me time and focusing on yourself.
1: Right, you have to. There's so much involved with infertility. But, Sarah, if the guests want to know any more information about the cost, the treatment that they can go through, maybe even having a surrogate, where can they find this information? Can they get it from your website or talk to maybe a physician?
2: If they want to look at a surrogate, sorry?
1: Um, If they want to know about maybe like a surrogate, um, if they feel that infertility all the process taking too long, maybe it costs too much or, or whatever their issue may be. What are some other resources that they that they can seek out? Should an was offer maybe like maybe going to your website or maybe they should talk to a physician personally?
2: Yeah, like it's, it's depending on what they want to do. So if you're if you're going to go to your your, your OBGYN, they'll probably refer you to a, a reproductive endocrinologist, and then you can get the proper testing. Most people that have come to me have already had their testing, and they potentially have been given an infertility diagnosis. So if that's you, then you can look at some. So And then the RE is probably going to suggest that you do either an IVF or an IUI, right? So you've got to decide if you want to look at natural solutions. Um, if you wanted to know more about functional medicine, so the Institute of Functional Medicine, you can you can check that out. So a number of doctors, there's a, there's quite a number of doctors okay. that are that are sick of really managing disease and illness, and they want to prevent it. So they're putting down their prescription pads and they're practicing a more holistic form of of medicine, looking at the underlying cause, but using testing. So the Institute of Functional Medicine is is definitely good a good place to go. I have a lot on my on my website, Fab Fertile. Um, you can check out my 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 tips on functional medicine. On diet, on stress, um, and the Get Pregnant Naturally podcast, there is an episode I do actually where I spoke with a lady. She's a she's a three time surrogate, so she has two of her own children, and she has birthed um, five children for three couples. So she had, um, no, wait a minute, yeah. So she had a, a set of twins. I think she had two sets of twins, and um, and she and we we talk about actually. Um, she's a relationship coach, coach. So we talk about deepening your, your relationship when you're going through fertility. So there's there's that to look at. Um, I offer if you're looking at the diet component of this, of this I offer a free day three um, fertility diet challenge. So you can go to um, fertility diet freebie f-r-e-e-b-i-e dot com and you can grab your it's all packed with chef prepared recipes and really all specifically designed for fertility. It's great to do it on a weekend. You and your partner can do some Cooking and it's really um, taking out those inflammatory foods, eating like delicious, awesome food that is helping prepare you for 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 a baby. So that's kind of where i'd
1: I'd start. Sarah, thank you again for being here with us, sharing your story, and letting other women out there know that it's all in a matter of time and just getting yourself in order to take baby steps, no need to rush, but make sure that you have yourself in order when that time comes. Do not forget to check out Sarah's podcast, Get Pregnant Naturally. She'll be having a podcast coming up very soon of this month. And also, her book out, Fabulously Fertile, and her website named after her, Fabulously Fertile. Please make sure you check out these items. And if you're watching the replay, share with your friends and family. And before I leave you, I'd love to give you my truth of the day from my friend and former guest, Mary Ellen Siknovich. Approach your day with a determined, persistent focus. To get the most done during your day, focus on one or two priorities. Take some time to get organized and gain a clear sense of what needs you must do to work efficiently. Approaching any task in a determined, organized manner will allow you to accomplish your objectives with a minimum of distraction. Choose to strengthen your self-discipline and stay focused. Today, gain a clear idea of what needs to be done. Enjoy the day, everyone. I'll see you next time on The Bright Side with Technicia. God bless, and thank you for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com.